Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another Fanbyte review podcast. I am Steven Strom, managing editor of Fanbyte.com, and I am joined this time, I think, for the first time on a review podcast that we've ever done by a frequent contributor, a featured contributor, that's the word, for (laughs) Natalie Flores of Fanbyte.com. How are you, Natalie? Hi, Steven. How are you? I'm also your 99 Potions co-host. Yes, good. Uh, you are my 99 ho- Potions co-host <laughs> along with uh, John Warren. And, uh, Were you going to say 99 Hotions? 99 Hotions. That's us. 99 Hotions. Yeah. We're 44 and a half Hotions each. Um, <laughs> we can leave John out of that one. John, um, you know, I wouldn't want to besmirch his name that way. Mm. Uh, and another thing I would not like to besmirch ever, Natalie, is a game called Paradise Killer. Uh, I would only ever accuse it uh, if I had the facts and the truth and a bunch of clues and evidence to back it up. And that's the game that we're here to <laughs> review today for Fanbyte, which you already wrote a uh, sort of review essay, we like to call them here, where you have a central argument and then just kind of talk about it. And that acts as our review. But it's basically a review for everybody that cares. But we're going to talk about it a little bit more at length now that we've both beaten it because I beat it um, a few yeah, days after you did. And yeah. it was exciting. Yeah, I can't wait to hear what you thought of it, because I know that I think we'll mostly agree, but I think, no, I think we'll mostly agree. Yeah, I, 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 I think, think so. Yeah, I, I think so. Well, it's but, in most things, we will mostly agree. Yes, that is what it is to mostly agree. I'm doing this after class, sorry, my brain. Oh, is. no, I get it. <laughs> no, but it's I'm fine. i to talk about Paradise Killer, because... It is one of my favorite games this year and one of my favorite games in a really long time. Like, Hell yeah. I remember, so like Steven said, I wrote this review, um, the review of this game on Fanbyte. Um, but when I first got the code, I remember messaging them and being like, um, so I might take a while, I might be a little late on this review, which I was um, just like a few days. I but wasn't going to say anything. Because <laughs> I was like, well, I mean, I have class, which is a very valid excuse. And I was also like, and I don't know if it's really grabbing me. Like, I don't know how I feel about it. And literally the very next day, in the point of the story that I finally reached or it was like and i i I wouldn't even say finally because i i was playing it a little slowly because i am a student and had a limited amount of time um but like that very next day i just could not put it down and i just played until three in the morning and i was like oh yesterday i had told steven Hmm. I don't know if I'm really vibing with it. And now I just can't stop <laughs> playing it and thinking about it. And that's how this game is. So like I'm I'm really excited to talk about it with Steven because Steven has generally great opinions and I personally think this is a great game. So Yeah. You heard it here first. Natalie agrees with my all of my opinions like that. Final Fantasy twelve is the except best I was gonna say, except that Final <laughs> Fantasy twelve is good and the Final Fantasy fifteen is got okay. It. You got yeah. in there first though, so whatever. Yeah. It's on the recording. You really can't go up podcast recording without mentioning Final Fantasy. That's no, gross. yeah, it's impossible. We can never do it. <laughs> um yeah, I actually had pretty much exactly the same situation as you with this. I would say that I kind of had more of a little bit of a roller coaster and but overall had the same experience where I thought the opening of the game, like the first five minutes are incredibly strong. The basic premise of this game for anybody who hasn't just gone and rushed to YouTube to go look up a trailer right now is it is a first person open world investigation game. It's a world open world murder mystery is how they present it. It's it's a little bit in the vein of somewhere between like a Danganronpa and a mist, I would say, if that makes sense. A lot of um, people have also been like, oh, it uses like a lot of Breath of the Wild uh, like features, which sure. I'm not sure how I feel. But I guess like if you were to like it is an open world d- detective mystery, which is something that we don't really see. No, it's not really. Cool. No, I can't. Can you think of another game that does that? I, I can't really think of one. I think a lot of visual novels. I think of Ace Attorney. Yeah. Um, I think of Zero Escape. Just yes. a, a lot of this is visual novel territory. And Paradise Killer, for all intents and purposes, is half open world, half visual novel. Visual I novel. think it's safe to say. Um, yeah. But just that open world aspect to it is not something that we tend to see. It's really no. cool. 
I think yeah, I would I would definitely put it in if we if you took Mist and instead of like having a bunch of arcane puzzles that you get in Mist and that open ended like uh, nature of like oh you can go to this island and solve you can solve any of these puzzles if you can figure out how to do these puzzles, uh, but if you took that out and instead replaced it with like a lot of dialogue between characters, I think that would be kind of a similar thing. Which is not I mean I think maybe that's one of the reasons people have a hard time quantifying this game is because it's been a long time since they've made a new Mist game um, mm-hmm. and that's just maybe not in the cultural uh, consciousness the way that it used to be. Although I guess they're making a VR version of mist, which is super weird. But um, yeah. Uh, Yeah. And it, uh, another thing it has in common with, I would say like, especially the Danganronpa games is it is a very like distinct art style, very, very colorful sort of neon-y, very, very vapor wavy. I would say. Um, I think I described it on Fanwith when I was just talking about the game after a couple of hours in. I described it as looking and feeling, uh, or looking and sounding the way holding a jazz cup feels. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's, it's got a so lot of that. vibrant. It's so cute in a lot of ways. I don't know. Like, I would describe it as, because I see so many pinks and, like, yes. cyans and yellows, and it's just so... It, a lot of pastels, too, mm-hmm. alongside the really bright colors. It's just... I I adore the aesthetic, and the character designs are incredible. They are so exquisite. There's yeah. no singular character that you're like, oh, you can see that easily anywhere else. No, like, totally. The, Sam, the skeleton, he is literally a, a skeleton, but he's, like, red because he is powered by love uh-huh. um it's it's great like ugh, his wife killed him it. on a battlefield and he <laughs> yeah. confessed his love in his dying breath and his love was so strong that it melted all of the skin off of his bones <laughs> and infused into his uh into his bones so it stained it red uh and kept him alive and they decided to run away together and be like gave up their life of assassination to become a bartender and a driver <laughs> That I think that really encapsulates this game. Just <laughs> the absolute audacity of it. I can't figure out a better way to say it, but it is just right. so creative, so bold, so um it's just it's not afraid to be weird. It's yeah. a weird game and I adore its weirdness because it's not weird for the sake of like like it doesn't come a cross is weird it just comes it doesn't feel random charming yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It doesn't it's not like feel, oh that's so random it's not that yeah, kind like, of oh, style. quirky lols like not nothing like that it's just it's really ready to embrace just its own identity like yeah. my review centered on just how confident this game feels in its identity in a way that i i don't really see so many games especially debut games because this is the very first like debut game from uh, the developer which is called kaizen gameworks and it's like i this is a game that i don't think gets made with so much i don't know like so much commitment to its aesthetic to its tone to being weird to not really sacrificing or doing anything in half measures it like i can't I can't describe any aspect of this game as being done sort of half-heartedly or feeling that way. It's just all in on its eccentricity and charm. And to to maybe give people a better um, idea of how that charm is basically framed, the premise of the game is that, uh, and you you kind of puzzle this together um, out of order because it's just kind of whoever you happen to go to talk to on the island where everything takes place, uh, Sequence 24, the island is called. Um, you find out different pieces of the story and pieces of the world, but the basic gist of it is that there are, um, it's kind of an alternate history world where the gods are aliens, like these, these unknowable eldritch old one type gods, um, Mm -hmm. with names like crying grudge and the silent goat and things like that. Um, (laughs) came into contact with the human race and sort of um, came there and then to earth and a bunch of their believers and their followers created this sort of artificial heaven in the form of these island sequences, which is where one of these, where the game takes place on one of these island sequences. Mm-hmm. And paradise, essentially. Paradise. That's yeah. What called. Yeah. 
Um, and you are uh, an investigator who works for the ruling sort of class of this uh, place. It's a very clash, uh, class stratified place where uh, the people in the top are called the syndicate and the people below them are called the citizens. And the citizens work in mines and the power company and all this other stuff and they don't get to be immortal but the syndicate like your character who's named Lady Love Dies. That's her full name. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, they get to live forever and move from island to island whereas every Everybody else is sacrificed at the end of an island uh, to feed the gods because they are all worshiping the gods all the time. Um, what ends up happening, though, is that the the top of the top, the the council that rules the syndicate is murdered. And your character is brought out of um, exile as of three million days, over yes. three million days. She was over in exile three million days. <laughs> right. <laughs> Bitch must have had like a lot of books to Apparently, have entertained herself. They they talk about that here and there. They talk about how that she never got to use the bathroom for the entire three million days because <laughs> they just turned off her ability to do it. She said, "Fucking sucks. It's so boring." <laughs> uh, but this, uh, yeah, the 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 divine personification of justice named Judge lets her out and says, "Hey, the council has been murdered all at once inside of a locked room. Everyone on the island is a suspect. You need to investigate them and find out um, the truth." And that's basically the gist of the game. Yeah, and she was, we forgot to mention that she was in exile because she trusted a demon uh, three million days in the past, which essentially what the syndicate and the council do and what these gods do in terms of kidnapping and sacrificing the citizens to appease the gods is to sort of ward off demonic invasions. But the thing is that you can't really have one over the other like corruption inherently exists in any society um because what what these gods are trying to do is achieve perfection that is why when we emerge from exile as lady love dies we are on what is called perfect 24 which is basically the 24th attempt by the gods at perfection and so they think that number 25, which they were just preparing to do when the council was murdered at midnight, would be paradise finally, like the perfect paradise. And that's essentially what they do. They construct these islands over and over again in order to pursue perfection. And they think that they will achieve it, especially because they're gods. They have the power of godhood and they think it's possible. But as we learned throughout the game, like, because the game is, it's eccentric and weird, but it's also really into, uh, you know, discussing philosophy, morality, justice, themes like that, that are integral to society. Um, and so you got the sense that, like, it, it's, it's a fool's errand. There is no perfection to achieve. We are, uh, whether they're gods or the citizens, the syndicate and the council and whatnot, like, these are all people and people are inherently imperfect but they're still trying to achieve perfection anyway which is where a lot of the conflict um you know arises from and in their pursuit of that perfection they're so eager to oppress other people and i think we can there are very clear sort of illustrate like links between this game and our real world and how justice is handled and um, the way that people flock to demagogues in times of uh, strife and confusion. And it's just a really, really cool game. So, yeah, that Lady Exile, Lady Love Dies, Lady Exile. Lady Love Dies wasn't Exile. <laughs> Lady Exile. Lady Exile. They should have called her that Love. because they should have called her that because a lot of people will call her the investigation freak as mm-hmm. she talks to them. Should have just called her Lady Exile. That would be rough. Just yeah. known forever for being exiled. For God, they just like took her name days. too. That'd be that would suck. Yeah. Lady loves exile. But <laughs> I'd absolutely suck. believe it was a thing that the <laughs> syndicate would do because the syndicate fucking sucks. They're the worst people. They um, are as petty as you would think gods to be. Like yeah, they are basically such, demigods. Yeah. Yeah, they're such a characteristic bunch. Like there's no one person who. Is similar to the other. They're all really eager to rat each other out. Oh, That's yeah. That's what makes Instantly. it really fun. They're such gossip mongers. And it's so funny because it, I feel like murder mysteries don't tend to embrace the human nature of like gossiping yeah as much as this game does like something that i really like this game was about how people were so willing to throw each other under the bus because that's totally that's totally what would happen and so you you also deal with that uh in terms of gameplay as well because 
you'll corroborate a story with one person and then you'll run across paradise to then tell the other person hey so-and-so said that you did this shit did you really do it and they'll be like fuck no why would i do that of course they'd say no like no one's gonna confess the truth and it's it's so funny to go back and forth and corroborate information and it feels feels like an investigation but at the same time sort of like a gossip chain yeah and it makes it fun it makes it engaging and these characters feel very real and flawed which they are except crimson acid no yeah crimson acid is perfect and an angel and can never do any wrong um that's just how i have to that's all i have to say about that um <sighs> i will say that yeah you, you struck on some stuff there that i really wanted to seize on for a second which is that like a thing a returning theme throughout this game is the idea that the truth and a fact what they call facts are separate they're mutually they're not mutually exclusive so two things can coexist on top of each other and um in the way that like that pans out a lot of the time is like they is constantly them talking about like you know the the will of the gods who it properly interprets the will of the gods who gets to decide what who gets to decide what perfection is because yeah perfect 25 Mm -hmm. is the is the like sort of nickname given to the new island that they're trying to make and everybody's like talking about oh this is the one that's going to be perfect or whatever but then the game forces you to contend with the idea that perfection is a construct it's a thing that the syndicate has named and decided for themselves and people within the syndicate have decided so what does perfection actually mean and well as it turns out what perfection means is that uh all of the citizens the the sort of lower class people get fucked even harder um and the syndicate gets like is basically safe and it's so it's not actually a perfect system by any like basically any real sense of the word but everybody's calling it that because anybody who with influence gets to decide what they call a different thing and so the truth and the facts are are slightly different but you know that because you know it is a fact that they will you know, have what they want, which to them would be perfection. But the truth is that a lot of other people, the people um, on these islands will be demonically possessed or, or subjected to psychic torment because the demons and the, uh, and the gods are basically one and the same. They're just aliens from mm-hmm. across space. The gods are just particularly powerful aliens, psychic aliens, whereas the demons are like slightly weaker. And mm-hmm. so demons will reach out across the stars and possess people. There's a character in the game named Henry Division, who's a citizen. He's the, I believe, mm-hmm. only other than some cops that some like sort of nameless cops that you meet called the Marshals. I think Henry Division is the only citizen you interact with in the game if I'm not mistaken. Everybody else is a member of the syndicate. Yes. Like, I would say, like, without spoiler territory. Yeah. Yeah, there's some, there's, there's some there's stuff There's another character. The end, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he has been, 10 years ago, he was uh, demonically possessed, and he's been suffering from this the entire time ever since. And so everybody immediately assumes that he was the one who killed all of the members of the council. There's also things like... Uh, he had the council members blood in his stomach at the time of the murder and they found him outside of the council chambers and stuff. But it's like, well, how the fuck would he get into there? Cause it's locked behind these four Holy seals. And so a large chunk of the game is going down this list of all of these things and looking for contradictions in the style of like a ACE attorney game where you are mm-hmm. like, ah, well, if Henry division did it, how the fuck did he get past seal one, seal two, seal three, seal four. And as mm-hmm. you explore the Island, you find out like different things that will lead you back to other places and you kind of crisscross and, and um, spider web your way across the Island from place to place. And in interesting ways, um, I'm actually kind of curious what you think about the moving around the Island and like getting around and also how the puzzles work. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not like it at first because I was like, oh, I gotta go here and then I gotta go there. But th- so the whole, the thing about Paradise Killer is that everything that we just talked about, it does not explain to you. Like, it just throws you into it yeah. and it trusts that you will gradually get this and that you will gradually understand this as well as the power dynamics, as well as how something that's... It, it starts out as figuring out who murdered the council and was it really Henry? Let's try to prove that it was Henry. And it delves into something that's a lot deeper that's meant to expose the power dynamics of an inherently corrupted society that likes to believe that it is perfect. So um, it, it, it throws you into this. It doesn't explain all of it. And similarly, it's the, the map is this huge 
beautiful island because I really think the art style is gorgeous. Um, and it doesn't really, it, it just lets you play around in it um, yeah. like an investigator. It, it, it hides its secrets. Um, it, it makes it it's so that you can discover them, but it doesn't tell you go to this area because there might be something really interesting here. Let's highlight it on the map for you. Like that is your own detective work. And it's to the point that on that third or fourth day that I was playing, um, I had decided, okay, I'm ready for the trial because ultimately you can decide when to end this game. Yeah. There's really no reason for you to decide to end it before you have all the clues. But right. if you think that you're satisfied with the clues that you found and you don't need to explore anything else because there is a lot to explore and a lot to uncover, you can do that. The game lets you proceed with the trial and it does not lock that content behind any gate whatsoever it's it's up to you yeah you um, just need to go to talk to judge at any point and yeah yeah you, you have a notebook basically that will tell you hey here are some obvious leads that you could check off of your list um mm -hmm. if you don't if you want to go you can go but here is a big list and it doesn't really draw your attention to that i didn't even actually know until like 10 hours into the game or not 10 <laughs> hours but like five hours into the yeah. game that like oh here's this big list of things that um the game is adding to uh for me to look at until i realized oh this is a thing they told me to do at the very beginning of the game they told me to go check out this computer log to make sure that um sam and lydia daybreak were where they said that they were and i I just mm -hmm. never wandered over to that island with this one particular computer terminal to go look at and like go check the security footage to see that they were there until I got to the end of the game and I was messing around through some of the menus and then I looked and it's like oh I could have been using this to kind of give myself at least a little bit of a guide this entire time. Yep, and so it's like it's overwhelming. It's an overwhelming game in a lot of ways, which mm -hmm. I mentioned in the review. It's overwhelming in the information that it just throws at you without really any exposition. Like the first literal screen of the game, once you start it up, is a small introduction to this really complicated lore. Yeah. And it doesn't, it's very short. It doesn't bother to answer any questions that you will have which you will have plenty oh, yeah. from just that one screen alone and so it, it says things like <laughs> incidents of demonic corruption lessened uh, the, the islands the always fail <laughs> yeah and it just uses these nouns and it does not ease you into it but that is if it clicks with you you'll realize that's part of the charm and um, like I was saying about exploration on the third or fourth day uh and like I was so overwhelmed by everything that I just kind of didn't pay attention to my computer like you did for a few hours. Yeah. And it wasn't until that third or fourth day that I decided to explore an aspect of the map that I had not explored whatsoever. I was so busy talking to everyone who tend to be sort of in the lower floors or lower levels of the Paradise uh, map that I, I was like, oh, I haven't explored this part Whoa. near the top. Whoa. Somebody on a motorcycle hey, just decided to yeah. just rev Stan right in front Paradise of my building. Killer. Yeah, yeah they were just Paradise like <laughs> showing off how much they love this game. Yeah, like, Lady Love Dies would definitely ride a really loud motorcycle. Oh I 100% believe that. Would oh, and she looks so cool. She's so cool. Um, she has but such yeah, cool. like I and so I decided to go up high to this area, like at the left side of the map and i was like oh well i haven't i, I bet i won't I, I won't find anything here but i'll just like explore just because i haven't i should probably explore the game did not tell me like you should go to this area or like this is an area that you should you know like explore like it was just like it trusts I, that you'll find it and I, so i, I do yeah. I, I agree with you it does trust that you'll find it and i do think that um overall i didn't have too much trouble with it but i do think mm -hmm. that is a works against the game oftentimes too oh okay yeah because yeah. i think it there there is definitely i got very lucky and i was talking to um former intern for fanbyte.com ren uh price about this the other day you, yeah ren is so good um <laughs> I was talking to uh, her about this the other day where uh, I just happened to find this one item that is in this sort of like dark corner of the island and just happened to be talking to a character and then turned left at that point and then just looked and oh, 
I guess I'll just go. Uh, I'll guess I'll go left this time and towards a thing that is not marked on your map. Even there's an upgrade you can get later on called meditation that allows you to um, basically highlight certain items on the map, but it will not highlight certain interactable story stuff, which is a real fucking pain. Yeah, by by highlighting certain items, we mean every item. Uh-huh. That is that is one of my criticisms of the game. Yeah, it's not a helpful mechanic with the exact same icon every time. So it's like sometimes it'll be currency that you need to use to buy and information or certain other things throughout the game sometimes it'll be a save bath point. it could be a foot bath a, could be a foot use bath which foot is baths. massively important yes use always the use foot baths they will help you with gaining new abilities for traversing the map because there's also it's an open world mystery game with a lot of platforming that yes, you'll have tons to do. of platforming way more yeah. than i thought there was going to be at first yeah same i was like oh a lagging simulator sort of like you know, hybrid of a visual novel and open. No, but there is like a lot of platforming in this. How many um, upgrades did you find? Three. Three. Okay. Same here. Okay. I wasn't yeah, sure. yeah. Yeah. I wasn't sure if there were more. And I, I, I kept feeling like, God, there might just be one more footbath on this fucking island that same. I'm too dumb to find. Same. And again, the game does not tell you this, which like Steven said, I, I do think it works against the game a little bit. But also the game trusts that you have that, that its narrative is compelling enough that you have that detective curiosity because ultimately you found that that thing by coincidence, but that's how a lot of investigations work in real life, I imagine. Like you strike gold with something while you're on the right path. You, you find something that you don't expect. And that's what happens with me. Like that third day, I thought I was done. And then I found something that absolutely changed everything. Well, you and, and I, I was like, talking oh, about the same thing, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, oh shit, I, I think, think Ren, I got it. <laughs> so Ren was talking about this. Ren, I, if we're talking about the same thing, which is the massive spoiler for, for the game, it's this, and it's this thing that I just happened mm-hmm. to see to my left. And I was like, oh, I guess I'll interact with that. And it was like, okay. And then this item that I picked up earlier and had no idea what it was even supposed to do. Uh, it's like, mm-hmm. ah, I can use these to, to open up this door or whatever. And it's like, Oh, this, un- yeah. this is the key that unlocks this entire fucking mystery that like turns this whole case on top of its head, which is, you know, like you said, that is just a thing that happens in um, mystery stories sometimes. But Ren actually um, went into the trial, like, she found everything that she was going to find, basically started doing the trial and was like, then something about this isn't right. And so she reloaded an old save and went and walked around the world and stuff for a little while afterwards. And was like, ah, fuck, I find it. I found it. Like, I found the yeah. thing. And she like, had messaged me. She's like, how do I mm. unlock this? And I was like, do you remember this part in the this back of this building? Yeah. yeah. And she went back. And, and I think that is... I can understand why it's frustrating, but for someone like me who likes to stick to the main path, who never feels really encouraged by video games to do side content, like The Witcher 3 was really the first and one of the very few games still that actually makes me want to do the side content. Sure. Um, like, that was magical to me because unlike other murder mysteries, and I play, I've played a lot of murder mysteries, it, it doesn't just lay it out for you. It just sort of... And trusts that you'll find it or that you'll do the detective work, which sometimes involves, you know, talking with your friends about the game um, or talking sure. with your friends or, you know, I'm sure like investigators like talk with their colleagues about whatever they're finding and try to work <laughs> out theories and all that stuff. So it's like if you're missing something, like she had that detective intuition to be like something's not right here. And the game was compelling enough that it made her reload and just traverse one more time to see what she still needed. And I think that is really hard to pull off, especially with the debut like indie game, especially with something as initially impenetrable as the story and universe is. And it succeeds so well. And so I am gushing a little because I really ended up loving this game. Uh, but I, I think that is so cool. Like, I think it's such a cool thing. And I think I, I also really, really liked it, too. I think I wound up a little bit more cool on it than you did by the very end, partially because yeah. of that one thing, which I even though I just happened to find it and I didn't really it was kind of a frictionless experience for me. I mm-hmm. could not get over the fact that I knew that there have been other games in the past that have had situations like this. I think Outer Wilds is actually a pretty good example of a game yeah. that and yeah. Outer Wilds does a good job of like directed like for 
for 98% of the game, it does a really good job of, and I bring it up because it's, I think, probably one of the other closest touchstones to this sort of game that I could find. Yes. Um, it does a really good job of pointing you towards the door. It'll put a marker on your map if you know that there's supposed to be a thing there. It's like says, hey, go here. And then there will usually be a puzzle that you have to solve. Whereas in this, instead of, it doesn't tell you, hey, go here. But there's also, the puzzles are usually incredibly rudimentary and you don't have to worry about it. This one particular thing that like, so much of the game hinges on is so feels so arbitrary to me. Uh, it mm-hmm. feels like just it steps just a little bit out of line from the rest of the thing. And the other thing <laughs> um, that I don't love about the game, and I think we can talk about this a little bit. We'll have to talk around it because we're trying not to spoil the very end or anything. But mm-hmm. uh, the ending didn't really 100% work for me. Yeah. I yeah when you actually I know do the trial. alluded to this a little lightly, so I'm super curious to like depending on what you feel like you can say so that we don't spoil people but why didn't you like it so i loved the reveals uh i love like how everything wraps up and how they the how the entire um uh jury mechanic or not jury um court mechanic works in this game uh it Mm -hmm. basically just like rewards you it's not complicated it just rewards you for having collected and found all the stuff and poked and prodded a Mm -hmm. bunch which in this game is just a satisfying feeling it just makes my brain go really well yeah. <laughs> uh which i like and then you get like a big long um uh kind of like dialogue thing of like ah here's all this stuff that you found and here are all the different like keys that or the here are all the different locks that this key unlocks um for you because you decided to do this and talk to this person and do that and i loved that uh what i didn't love is that throughout paradise killer like you said it is visual novel like so mm-hmm. You are making decisions with a bunch of characters throughout the game where you uh, like are talking to this one very weak demon who is throughout the island. He's almost comic relief called Shinji. Shinji, my man. Shinji is so good. I love it. Can we just talk about Shinji for like a quick? Yeah. Let's talk about Shinji for just a quick second. I can get back to mine. Uh, just just some of the amazing quotes that Shinji has. Um, you really get to know someone when you're so close to them that you've got a knife between their ribs. Yeah. Oh. Um, let's let's see. Uh, uh, what else? What else? I have so many screenshots of him. Oh um, sure. Let, let's see. Um, okay. Uh, all and near the end, he says about someone. Obviously, I hope they all die in a fire. But for their <laughs> sakes, I hope they enjoy it. <laughs> yes, I remember that. <laughs> Uh, that's so good he, there's one where he wait 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 um, I just I need to there are so many screenshots I have of my girlfriend Crimson Acid <laughs> y'all can Crimson I just Acid say Acid for the viewers or for the listeners out there Crimson Acid is this um, she's a diva she's like an idol for the island who uh, they use she for a lot a of advertising mm-hmm, uh, she was the a soldier the motorcycle man is back Lady Love Dies oh, is re- celebrating outside my apartment that is Lady time. Love Dies and we're talking about her girlfriend and she's just like she's here yeah. for her girlfriend that has to be lady love dies the, the timing is perfect yeah it literally it's has to be perfect. um they but came from it, the same it, yeah. direction that the other person left so clearly um <laughs> and, again this this game is so it's so eccentric and so like with sam like sam isn't even the only sort of weird character because crimson acid as steven was saying like crimson acid is a soldier turned to idol who like has the most exquisite like pajama jumper yeah but, like, like a big red her... jumper with a massive plunging neckline yes her titties are out and she has a goat head like uh-huh. a little goat head like you don't see her face <laughs> she her 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 head is a goat and she's so hot not a mask <laughs> like, she just has a goat's head for a head goat's yeah. head and it's not like it's not infused with her body it's not a magical thing like she just wears it we're never mm-hmm. told why i don't know we, we do why. Uh, oh, we are. If you talk to her enough, yeah, you can find out. She's blessed by a god. Right, right, right. Okay, I was too busy like trying to romance her because you, course, you yeah. can have you were, a light you were romance. Looking, with a you were looking ten inches below her goat head the yes. entire time. I know yes. exactly how you exactly. operate, Natalie. Because you could you could have a, a very small sort of romance with. You can flirt with different characters mm-hmm. because why wouldn't you flirt with these and really attractive people? <laughs> yeah, I so did. Um, oh my god. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so there's another Shinji quote that says. Um, so Lady Love Dies says, it sounds like you stole a lot of people's money. And he's like, not people, rich people. Screw them, soulless bastards. Yes. He's he comedic, but he is also such a breath of fresh air from the pompousness and the privilege of the yeah. gods. And I think that's what makes him 
works so charmingly. Like everything, I feel like the character, the characterization, and the writing in this game is so meticulous. It's and it's like its tone and the characters, like. It has a few grammatical errors. I pointed that out in my review. Yeah. yeah, so not meticulous in that sense, but meticulous in the way that it crafts the characters and that there's so many lines that these characters straddle. And anyway, okay, I'll, I need to stop gushing, but anyway. Yeah. No, because this actually ties back into um, the thing that I was going to be saying about the ending anyway, which is that as you're talking to these characters and experiencing a lot of the dialogue that you get through them, um, you have the options, and especially when talking to Shinji, you have the options to um, color Lady Love Dies opinion of the world mm -hmm. um, in a very visual novel like way where uh, somebody will ask a question about like, hey, do you think it's right for the council to be sacrificing these people to try and achieve this perfect island or whatever? And then you can basically have Lady Love Dies say like, oh, my three million years in three million years, three million days in prison uh, gave me a very different outlook on life. Fuck them. Fuck those people. Or you can be like, hey, they had to do what they had to do. Like, it is what it is. I'm a true yeah. believer in the gods and all this stuff. The syndicate, rah, rah, rah. Um, but you get to the end of the game and you do the trial and the, there is a definitive answer. As far as I can tell, there is no like true secret ending in the style of like a 999 or a VLR or anything like mm -hmm. that, um, where you have to get to like, oh, if you did this, this and that and the other thing, yeah. you get a, you get this but other the secret thing. ending, knife ending, right. and then you get to the true ending. <laughs> Nothing like that. 999 is unbeatable. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, it's wild. And... <laughs> This game doesn't, as far as I know, doesn't do any of that stuff. It's got a really good um, twist and a really good hook, I think, to what the actual core mystery is, which I won't spoil. I promise. Mm -hmm. I would never. Um, but <laughs> Jordan is listening. I can't. Um, but the thing that ends up happening is that depending on your choices made during that time, Lady Love Dies takes actions that you cannot keep her from doing. It's basically you present your evidence and then judge is like, all right, you know what to do. And then Lady Love Dies just does whatever like she's told. There's no option to choose different dialogue or color her opinions or like move around, like try to find a different solution to this problem. It's basically, it's just here are all the different pieces of evidence I provided. Here are the different suspects and they're you go and then that's the end of the game and then credits roll mm -hmm. and there is some talk mm -hmm. about like what happens next but that's it and i did not like having that degree of control and my degree of um coloring what lady love dies feels about that world and like her potential i did not like having that restraint that way i don't know yeah. if you felt the same way i i definitely was colder on the ending than the rest of the game i I think it nails it in the aspect of, so one of the running themes in this game is that the facts are not necessarily the truth. Like, facts can exist. Like, it, we yeah. could say Henry being possessed by a demon is a fact, but does that necessarily tie into the truth that he's the one who killed the council? And sort of, that's that's one of the long-running things of the game. Right, right. And so I think the, I think the ending really succeeds in, because ultimately there is no technical definitive answer to the mystery it is what you decide based on the facts and the evidence and the narrative that you formed out of those pieces of evidence in your head and will tell the judge and everyone else and that will manage to sell um but there is like a clear i, I would say there's a clear like it's clear it's who pretty the obvious is. yeah what's yeah. going on yeah who the mastermind if, is, if you do who enough else is involved. Yeah, if you do all the examination, you will get the answer. Even if the game will be like, oh, maybe that wasn't the truth. It's it, it pretty much it's like, is I in some know ways. what the truth is in this case. Like, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. You know, you can yeah. put, have a little bit of trust in me on this one, huh? <laughs> yeah. Trust me to find this goddamn blood crystal on the top of a mountain. You can trust me to fucking say that this is the truth. Yeah. <laughs> That's all and I'm so saying. I think, it, I think it really succeeds in that aspect. And it, it goes a little farther than that in... Um, like at the end, I implicated two people that I really regret implicating. I don't think yeah. I should have implicated them, but at the same time, they were involved. There's a lot. There's this mystery is not a simple one by any means. There is not no. just one person involved, and so it's up to you to decide what the truth that will be presented to the world as it goes forward and attempts to keep replicating or you know pursuing perfection will be. Because these people are either you know they will the punishment is either death or exile and probably death um 
So in the case of Lady Love Dies, like the My Lady Love Dies, and again, I'm I'm not going to spoil anything like too specific about the thing here. It's just like I didn't feel like the game gave me an option for Lady Love Dies to just be like, actually, fuck all, fuck this version of justice, fuck the system, fuck the syndicate, fuck all of this stuff, and like walk away. Because I throughout the entire game, I was picking dialogue choices where Lady Love Dies was like, yeah, fuck all these people, fuck this whole religious fervor nonsense, like Mm -hmm. where that is killing these people, that is like murdering the people by the thousands. You just kind of have to play by their rules in the end and it's just like "Mm, that's my lady love dies would be way cooler than that she would get on that motorcycle (laughs) she would grab everybody and bring them with her and be like yo listen like those guys were all assholes anyway who gives a shit who killed them yeah fuck yeah and that's where that's where i think it it doesn't land it for me as well because i also like it's not even like a thing that I mean, it's just the truth. Like, Lady Love Dies is being brought back to investigate this murder after being exiled for three million days. And it's very clear that she is being utilized for... She's the means to an end, but it's not like they would have let her out if this didn't happen. Right. it's the game and the story really engages with, again, sort of the, the system of oppression and the privileges of the gods. And so I I think that was missing from the ending. I think a more stronger condemnation of the system. And I, I would have liked to break the system, yeah. ultimately, not just sort of use the system to um, free someone who was or might not have been innocent Um, because ultimately you can, you might be on Henry's side, but you might also not be. Um, Yeah. So you can know the truth and you, or you could implicate people that you know, didn't do it. You could try and see how that goes for you. Yeah. Like I saw a tweet, I saw a really funny tweet that the paradise killer uh, Twitter retweeted. The person was like, Oh, funny how all the people I'm attracted to are innocent. And all the people (laughs) that I'm not attracted to are guilty. And the game legitimately lets you do that. Like if you want to say all the attractive people, they'll live. All the people I'm not attracted to, they die. You you could actually do that. The game will not tell you or or, or like prevent you from doing that, even if you don't have the evidence. No, it's it it can technically happen, even though it's not likely. I mean, the only Um, problem with that is that everybody in this game is attractive. So it's like I don't see how they could possibly, you know, um, find any kind of culprit when you've got characters like a guy named Dr. Doom Jazz, who is just constantly shirtless and has these like low riding hip hugging jeans and robot arms uh, beside the which he holds behind a pink mohawk throughout the entire game. And he's just yeah. constantly flirting with you and he's just like very open about it. He's like, of course I'm flirting with you. <laughs> like, There's just, also uh, the witness to the end. Witness who to the is end. Absolutely the most devout religious person, like straight up like to the cult kind of like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like he's a zealot. Yeah, he's absolutely a zealot. But he like, <laughs> he has like this metal head that hides his face. Mm-hmm. And he has this really colorful outfit with his bare chest just like out in the open with yeah. like blood symbols written on it too. Yeah, it's kind of like a purple it's, zoot suit, but yeah, like yeah. open to reveal. Yeah, with like an orange sigils. sash and yeah. red arms. Like it's, and it works. It, it works, works for him. For him. He it works nails for it. him. And he has he this very it. intense voice that is like all voice modulated because of his mask or whatever. And he's yeah. just like, <laughs> you have besmirched the gods and whatever. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, yes. Keep talking. But like everybody, like literally like like the first character you meet, Lydia Daybreak, your best friend in this game, has this like really, she's this fucking cool chauffeur lady who's got this barcode tattoo on her arm that's really yeah. good. Um, is like sexy neon skeleton. blue ombre hair. Like mm-hmm. the character designs are so exquisite. Crimson um, Acid, like you said, is a very hot goat lady. Uh, uh, Carmelina is gorgeous too. Like I, mm. when I saw her fashion, I was like, "Girl, like, I hope you're not guilty because I want to <laughs> be your best friend." I hope you are guilty. I fucking steal your wardrobe. <laughs> yeah, like you. everyone is judge. Oh my god, judge is like you know like this judge figure, but they're like half naked. Yeah. They're half and naked, they have, like, like arms together person who's just, like, constantly binding their own arms with their other arms and stuff. Yes. <sighs> it's, it's so good. Um, but, yeah, I also, I do agree with you. I landed flat on the ending in some ways. Um, 
Uh, yeah, I part of me is like, oh, I hope they're setting up for like a sequel, just sure. because this this universe is so intricately developed that I'm just like, like I gotta, I gotta come back here. Like you can't just leave me hanging with such an intricate universe. Like you're just uh, just one yeah. game, but and also it is an the indie, way it's set up. Um, they could do anything with a sequel too. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but then again, it's also like it's not. By a huge studio it's an indie game right. it's the first game of the studio so it, it is a risk but i think it is open to um to future like sequel material and totally. i would absolutely love nothing more than uh, besides like a million dollars or like five million dollars yeah you I know what's cooler than a million dollars it's a billion dollars yeah a billion dollars <laughs> i just made that up that's me a billion dollars and a paradise killer sequel there you uh, go give it all yeah. to them so that they can do it because yeah I, I wish i could uh i would love to see them to see them do more because i do think there are some rough edges here like particularly to the ending and mm -hmm. i think some of the platforming i think you get you can get into a really good rhythm with the platforming when you get all of the upgrades from those foot baths that you mentioned yes um, but the, also the movement is actually kind of squishy and mushy and floaty in a way that I don't love even after yeah. you get all the upgrades. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, I would also, if I'm nitpicking too, like the fact that like this world is set up in such a way where it's like everything is a psychic construct of these architects and gods and all these different people. Um, mm -hmm. As much as I think it does make a really good first impression um, with the vapor wavy type aesthetic and stuff like that. I, because the, options are so infinite i do wish there there are times where i'm like okay you guys had infinite options here but like everything kind of looks the same but has the same aesthetic and that as you play is less true because you do find some places that look a little bit different and aren't like mm -hmm. quite the whole 80s miami synthwave vibe to it necessarily mm -hmm. yeah. um and also it kind of fits in with the themes of like oh these people have infinite power and they're they're basically demigods they're powered by the gods some of them are literally blessed by gods um and yet they just choose to recreate all these existing things a lot of the time but that's actually part of you know the nature of their corruption is that they are not as um interesting as they think they are always <laughs> they're not always as yeah. good as they think they are you know yeah i and it also ties into the fact that these paradises are created by people like right. by the syndicate um so yeah i mean I, yeah I, I don't know like i feel like for every almost every flaw that this game has there's there's something that just charms me to the point that i'm like i can see this flaw as like like it doesn't work against the game i think the i think the one flaw that really you know um just didn't land for me was was the ending sure uh i think it could have been better um just a little I, bit more impactful maybe yeah yeah because i i like on one hand i like again the whole oh, well it's the, the the big discoveries that you'll make will be throughout the conversations it's not like danganronpa where you'll get all the evidence and you'll have this really bombastic trial where all the truths mm. are revealed. No, like the, every conversation. Stuff yeah. There. yeah. It's not yeah, like that. Yeah, no. And this, it's, it's very different. Uh, the pacing is very different because most of the revelations will happen in just conversations that, you know, like normal conversations. So it, it gives weight to every conversation because you could have a conversation about something really trivial, like a quick check-in, like, hey, did you do this? No. Okay. Yes. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> um, or it could be like a really major revelation and you can corroborate with someone and then they'll freeze up and there's no way to get around it. And so every conversation has weight. Um, and so I, I like the whole, there's no one certain truth. Um, yeah. And, but at the same time, it, it kind of does... Um, there is Love one dies. overarching, yeah. It, and all it, there's one, the truth. yeah, because like there are a lot of things about this game are up to your interpretation in terms of separating the facts from the truth and where they coincide. But one of the very few objective truths of this game is that the citizens are stuck in this system where they are oppressed by the gods. And yeah. one of the very concrete, very few concrete truths is that these people have done awful things and will continue to do awful things in the pursuit of perfection. And I think the ending kind of lost 
the sort of the willingness to or not the willingness, but it just didn't it didn't go hard enough on it, that. Yeah, it, it loses some momentum in that because because I, I, like, I don't think it's a problem of willingness. I think this game is so it's really willing to go off just in every sense of the word that you can imagine. Um, yeah, I think I think it's less a, w- a matter of willingness and more just maybe a yes. matter of like time or or experience and you know things like that. Maybe like maybe even ambition in some places. You know, maybe it's just yeah. like this is not what they were specifically going for with this particular game in this particular mm-hmm. instance. Maybe there will be a sequel that tries to address some of this su- stuff. Maybe there will be a five dollar pack of DLC down the line that shows us Island Twenty Five a little bit more or something like that. Yeah. You know? there are possibilities. There are infinite possibilities, Natalie. Always. I would love that because um, I really want to see more of this universe. I adore these characters. I I adore this game. It really surprised me with how yeah. much I grew to love it. Um, also, uh, we can't finish this review podcast without the soundtrack. I know, right? I was oh, literally I was um, trying to direct us back to that. Yeah, the music is so was, fucking good. <laughs> there's, uh, I don't even care about like segueing into it gracefully. Like I have <laughs> I have had that soundtrack on repeat every single day and I can't. Like I it is one of my absolute favorite soundtracks of all time. Like mm-hmm. I I just can't believe it's so good. It is so ridiculously good. It's really good, yeah. Um, it's like when everyone, everyone's been saying it, I think a lot of people are discovering this game because of the word of mouth, especially about the soundtrack. And it's like, yeah, like it deserves it because yeah. like, holy shit, like the soundtrack is, oh, I can't even pick a favorite song. It's just so consistently I mean, I'm such a suck. I actually wish the game had a little bit more of this because I'm such a sucker for just like really good um, lyrics and I um, vocal tracks. Yeah. Yeah. Vocal yeah. vocal tracks and vocal backing and stuff like that. I love that in my stuff. Like I, I de- definitely tend to prefer that most of the time. Um, yeah. Because Paradise songs. Stay Forever. Stay Forever. Yeah. <laughs> um, that is the, I think the one song in the game that has lyrics and yes. um, I fucking love that song. I've just listened to it on repeat like a million on fucking repeat. times. On repeat, no, it's it's so good. Just uh, uh, it's so good, but also every other track. Oh, and every other track is so good too. Like it just there's a range here, but there's also like a consistency in the quality, and also yeah. a lot of it is so city pop. Yeah, and there's like a there's a girly element to it that I I love how unabashedly it embraces the girliness of like someone like Lady Love dies and just like the pastel just aesthetic i just ah, yeah. is so good it's girly and it's not like girl power girl boss type yeah, girly yeah. it's 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 girly in that i mean it it ties into some of the like the themes of the vaporwave sort of aesthetic towards it and stuff like that it is like it is subversive by virtue of just presenting a completely naked and un um unrestrained yeah Yeah. unrestrained um version of this thing like just like looking back on an era of um thing like a era of music in this case like a lot of vaporwave does uh and just like completely not trying to present it with any pretense whatsoever and like in, in that way becomes sort of like weirdly radical in a way and so like presenting this sort of like very bubblegum poppy kind of uh, city pop type sounds or whatever it like does stand out especially from the crowd in video games it just doesn't sound like yes. it, it doesn't even sound like a lot of techno video game soundtracks which there are a lot of good yeah. techno and electronica video game soundtracks out there but it doesn't sound like those it sounds like you said it's like city pop it's like the maybe one of the first big all like out and out city pop full on soundtracks I've ever heard in a game like this. Yeah, just so much about this game feels unique. And I feel weird saying that because so few things are truly like really unique in the world, which is fine. Like everything gets influenced by everything else, if that makes sense. But yeah, like, totally just it, this game is so unlike so many other games um like it takes very clear influence from games like danganronpa and you know like i said i think there's a lot of mist in here i think there is a good it's a very different tone Mm -hmm. but it's very mist like in the way that you move about i would say yeah Um, but but it's not like a lot of things that are coming out right now i would say no absolutely not and that haven't come out for for a while like i just think right. it's it's from what i can gather it's doing pretty well and i think Good. a lot of it is just the 
the instant charm of how eccentric it is. Yeah. Um, and I, I really loved it. It really surprised me. I, I know I said Spirit Fair is like my favorite indie game of the year, but Paradise Color is like right there. Yeah, like, that's fair. It's, it's, it's right. I, I think I might have called it too early. Um, hey, you still got a couple months left. There's more time to play some games. Because I, I was like, oh, Spirit Fair is my favorite indie game. And it, it is, but also I'm just going to slide, slide Paradise down. Killer right next to it because it's hey, so good. Is it a truth that Paradise Killer is your favorite game of the year or is it a fact, though, Natalie? That's the question. <laughs> Which one is the truth? It's a tr- it's a fact that Spirit Fair is, your, is your favorite game, but it's the truth that... Uh, Paradise Killer is in your top slot now. That's all. And I'll just that's, leave it at that. That's very true. Steven, you are incredible. I'm so happy that we got no, to review are. this game together and that we finally talked about this because I, yeah. I was saving our conversation. Steven and I are like good friends and so we always talk, but like I, I specifically wanted to save right. this conversation <laughs> yeah. for her. Yeah, you were like <laughs> smashing your Discord notifications like, no, we talk about this on the podcast. <laughs> No, right. stop yourself. I, was, I would just like your tweets uh, every time that you tweeted about the yes, game. And be like, yes, mm, yes, yes, yes. I'm just going to file that mentally for things we got to talk about. That's very true. It's a dense game. It's it's a long game. It's, it's fairly not, chunky for what it is. Yeah, It's fairly chunky. Because um, it's, like, took... it's like at least. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I yeah. People say 10 hours, but I took like 25 <laughs> Oh, wow. That's way more than I took, for sure. Yeah. I don't know why. I I think I had it on in the background for a while. But also, I was just... I just kind of assume I don't know stuff. So, I just was very thorough. And also, the soundtrack. Sometimes, I just kind of, you know... Just kind of stood around and listened to that. Oh shit. yeah, I could easily, easily, easily just like let this game run on the main menu to just like let the music play. Or you know, as you're playing the game, you unlock more tracks from the soundtrack, and you there is a mode in the menu where you can just like create your own playlists and shuffle and stuff, which is very good. God. Looks so good. Okay, I, I can't talk too much about the soundtrack, or else we'll be no. here for another. <laughs> I think we can just about wrap it up there. It sounds to me yeah. like you like this game a whole hell of a lot, though. I did. And it sounds to me like you really liked this, even though the ending didn't go the way that you wanted. Yeah. Um, the, did the, you yeah. Did you change your opinion a little more positively after our conversation or you're kind of I, about the same? I think it's about the same because I was already very positive yeah. on it. I would the yeah. way I phrased it to Ren actually in our conversations when I was feeling out my opinions on stuff before, you know, I was using um, Ren um, just, you know, fucking shamelessly as like scratch paper to try and figure <laughs> this out because I didn't want to burn pod. I didn't want to burn more conversation, yeah. Natalie. This was for us. Oh, um, you, Steven? I love Yeah, of course, Natalie. Um, so, no, we... Uh, um, talked about it and the way I phrased it was like there are just enough quibbles with the with the movement with the ending and with that like kind of arbitrary puzzle where um, if those were a little bit tighter if they were a little bit short up I would be like this is one of my favorite games of all time and instead I just think this is a really really great game and one of my f- favorite games of the year for sure maybe not my absolute number one yet I got a lot I'm looking at an Excel spreadsheet right now of a bunch of games I got to <laughs> play this year Hades just came out this morning is all I'm going to fucking say talk about sexy characters no no I and you can romance people in that one too. Yes, you can. Oh yes, you can. And Baldur's Gate 3 is good. I smell another review podcast coming up. I smell several. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Sounds good to me. Uh, yeah. But in order to get to the next review pod, we need to wrap this one up. So thank this you one. all for listening to another Fan Bite review podcast. We hope this helped you make an informed decision about um, you know buying or whatever, or watching uh, Paradise Killer. And if not, we hope it was just fun for you to listen to. Thank you, Natalie. Thank you, Stephen. Where can people find you on social media? Oh, what a good question. Uh, the answer would be... <laughs> where can Stella, people but... perceive you? Mm, where can people perceive me? Uh, I would prefer that they don't. Um, just pretend <laughs> I do not exist. You you do not see me. You do not hear me. Um, you listen to this podcast and then you erase me from your memory. Uh, but if you must, you can go to twitter.com and find me at, at Stephen Strum. Or you can read all of my stuff that I post to fanbyte.com, which is a great place. Or you can go to fanbyte.com slash podcasts to listen to the various shows I'm on, like the amazing 99 Potions with Natalie and John. Oh, that plug, though. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Yes, uh, like Stephen mentioned, uh, we are co-hosts along with John Warren, our wonderful editor-at-large at Fanbyte uh, for 99 Potions. Uh, so you can find me there during the week in audio form, but in terms of screaming, writing form, or just like general messy Twitter form mm-hmm. you can find me at hardy mesia that's hard i am e-c-i-a and i will probably i, I i've developed a habit of tweeting about paradise killer when i'm on my sleep meds oh. so um yeah because i i fucking adore this game and the dialogue is so funny so um maybe i'll keep doing that like one of these nights i haven't done it in a while but i'll probably post like a shinji screen cap or something <laughs> <laughs> it's so good that this game good. is so good this game is good thank uh, you so much for yeah. chatting about it with me no problem and thank w- you for listening Aww. and thank you to jordan mallory uh our podcast our producer podcast producer woo woo yeah you can find him at uh jordan underscore mallory on twitter just just to throw that one out there at the very end i always want to make sure that jordan gets the respect that he's due even though he's not usually on the actual podcast he is one of the major reasons that they are so good our love for jordan will never die never die the love dies the truth or the facts but not jordan jordan is immortal it's (laughs) it's him uh podcast produce podcasts are immortal <laughs> they, the end of the world will come. Everyone on Earth will die, uh, be cleansed in a burning nuclear fire, but there will still somehow be another podcast getting launched on uh, every single week. Fanbyte.com. And we're just week. about to announce one in five minutes, too. So that's <laughs> yeah, <funny>. pretty much. <laughs> yep. All right. We should wrap that up. So keep your ears peeled for more Fanbyte content. And thank you for listening. Thank you. Bye. Oh, we don't have to do the glug glug this time. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Because uh, it's not a. This yeah. isn't a 99 portion. So bye. I did just bye. say. Bye. Yeah, stand for a day's killing.